Shut up and sit down. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Third Shift, episode 281, and I, of course, am your host, your funky leader, the greatest man who's ever lived. It's me, it's Matt, and I'm pumped for the show, as I always am, because I love doing the show, because I love talking to you people, and I love talking to my best buddy, the light bearer, the light bringer, the light bearer, bringer, the beast master of Third Shift. It's Eric. He's here with me, as he always is, 99% of the time, just like I'm 99% of the time, same, same, same. Yeah, same, same. And we're going to start the show like we always do. Eric, my good friend, who we just acknowledged we don't ever hang out or do anything anymore, so are we even friends? Eric, my are friend, my podcast <laughs> friend, what would you do this week? Oh, goodness gracious. I'm in pain. The world hurts. It's a sad story for me, but we're not going to go down that path. We're going to go down a path of enlightenment and a path no, of No, that's the topic of the day. Hey, Eric's woes. <laughs> hey, tell us all about it. That's Negative. Not today. But holy moly. The things I do for the show, just let me tell you, the suffering I have to endure sometimes, you'll never know. You'll never know. But here I am, talking to you anyway, through it all, because that's what we do. Goodness gracious. I didn't do much. I ain't gonna lie to you. I didn't go see no shows. I really thought about seeing Scream. I really want to see that. I've, I'm invested in that. Uh, but I really want to see it with my wife, because uh, that's who I used to watch all the old Screams with You know, through the years. So we might have to wait for it to go to HBO Max or whatever because she's not really cool with going to theaters and all that stuff. So might have to wait. But I, I was really tempted. Didn't do it. So I've been in a closed in-home body basically this last week. Um, you know, quarter ends come and gone. We got tax ends. There's a lot of weird like in-between stuff going on right now. However, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Now, last I got I got to say here, and I never I never got clarification on this because I'm way too lazy to go look. I think I might be playing part two before I played part one. You are, yeah. Okay, because I was looking at it, and then I remember Ori or the you know the little wisp gave the owl this feather, and I'm like, it wasn't like the whole premise of one of them, like a giant evil owl or something? I don't remember. And I only know this because you talked about it, and I went, oh yeah, there's that speed run of it. Mm-hmm. And I went to that speed run to send it to you, and it was Ori in the Blind Forest. And I went, wait, that's the first one. Yeah. He's playing the second one. Yeah. I'm not going to send it to him because he's going to see the whole thing. Um, yeah, so I totally, I totally cheated. I'm playing part two before I played part one. I, I was suspecting that was the case. You know, like I said, I remember very clearly... One being about a giant crazy owl or something. And then I, it started to dawn on me. So I want to clarify, I ain't playing part one. I thought I was at first. I was originally intending to do that, but it's far too late because that is the only game I did play this week was Ori and the Will of the Wisp. I got to be at least, I don't know, 70% of the way through this game at this point. And let me tell you, it is gorgeous. It is fun. It is so great. It's such a strange thing, though, to go back to a game where, you know, backtracking, you know, the Castlevania, Metroidvania bull crap. I don't really play a lot of those anymore. So to go back and play one that's like hardcore that, it's kind of strange because I have this, this ingrained in me now where I'm like, all right, I'm all done with the forest of, you know, of, of, of regrets. I'm done. All right, moving on. And nope. It's like, oh, yeah, 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 you got this new piece, and I gave you this key. Go back to the Forest of Regrets for another two hours. And I'm like, what are you talking about? We're, do- we're done with that. Why-, Why would I go back? And then I go, well, I can skip it. It's probably just extra bonus stuff. Let me just keep on going to the next area. And you can't. It's because it's a true old school game. 
you have to go back there and unlock the little area that you didn't get to unlock earlier. Go find this, do that. So it's it's really fun because I'm kind of reconnecting with that type of game and that type of genre again and going, oh, yeah, there was a time when you would just backtrack all over hell constantly, and that was just part of the game. That's just how you rolled. It didn't matter if the enemies were weaker and you got literally no no XP or no anything from them. You had to go back because there was that whole little section way in the corner that you couldn't access because it had this little bubble thing that you actually need a fire arrow for to go back and do this, da 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 that's what's happening. That's what we've been doing. Tons of really cool, like, hmm, scratch my chin moments. Like, how am I supposed to get to that? And then go, oh, yeah, I have this ability to do the thing that I haven't been using because it hasn't been really useful or practical to me up till now. Boop, boop, boop. Boop. There we go. All right. Now the whole switch is open. Away I go. I love it. I have a great time with it. The boss fights uh, have been pretty fun, pretty easy. I'm not going to lie, I don't think there's been really any challenges thus far for me. Uh, I'll tell you this, the only challenge I have had is with some of the combat shrines. Some of them have been kind of aggravating, uh, mainly because they'll put two enemies that are just really annoying together, being like those little plant dudes that are shooting at you constantly, that are like posted up on the walls, and then these little idiot squirrel things that come down and do this huge you know ground pound that just radiates out from them sometimes those combinations will annoy me and then i have trouble dealing with it so it takes me like freaking 17 18 tries it's still great it's still fun having a blast with it haven't finished it yet uh like i said the last couple days haven't been so great for me um so i haven't been able to get back on and actually play and have fun i've been mostly just coping and trying to you know mainline everything but uh, we'll get back on there, and hopefully this weekend we're going to finish the deal. Besides that, I haven't played a single game. I've been watching anime, Matt, tons of anime. I'm just, like, being crazy right now. I, I just let it, I let the floodgates open, and I'm just watching every show there is on Crunchyroll. I don't care. I'm just like, World Trigger? Sure, I don't care what this is about. Let's watch the two episodes. They're out. All right. What's the next one that Crunchyroll says I should watch? Click. Well, here's the one episode that's out for it. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, what's the next one? Click. Nah, this one sucks. I'll watch it anyway. <laughs> uh, okay, what's the next one Crunchyroll recommends? And then after I'm done with those, man, I go down to the top picks for me. And mm-hmm. I'm like, let's just watch whatever top picks they want me to watch. Bloop, 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 bloop. I think I've watched probably 100 hours of anime at this point. And I ain't going to lie, it's stupid because I don't even remember half of the shows uh-huh. I've seen now. And I'm probably never going to, you know, push forward and finish any like even probably half of the stuff i've seen but i've had to do something that that just lets my mind disintegrate into nothingness and that's what it was that's been my week that's what i've done okay i can't lie well while you've been shameful and not playing any video games i've been playing all the video games i just remembered like three more that i didn't even put on the list so one of the whole things of my don't buy any new video games until after my cruise was I mean, one, to just not spend money and to just accumulate this giant backlog. The other is to start clearing out the backlog. And, well, the first thing I'm going to talk about, because I only have this much to talk about, it doesn't have to do with that, but some of the others do, so just bear with me here. I went back, and I was sitting on my Xbox one day, and I went in my games and apps, and I was like, man, what do I want to do? I don't know. It was one of those funk days of just, maybe I should have watched some anime and just zoned out. But I looked at my games, and I went, I'm going to play some cyberpunk. And I jumped in some cyberpunk and I did some blue quests and some yellow quests. And I went, 
This feels really good. It felt weird because the control scheme is not like anything else I've been playing, so it took a while to get back into it and get it back into that feel again. But then I was just running around, zapping everybody, you know, zapping their heads, hacking them up, shooting them up, throwing them off buildings, doing all the things. And I just went, yeah, this is, this is it. And then I expanded out the map and I went, look at all these things I can do. And then I haven't played it since. But it was good to jump back into that world and have some fun with it again. Because, I mean, I've beaten it. I've seen literally all the endings. So there's not much more for me to do other than just clean it up for the fact of cleaning it up. But it was fun to dip back into that. Also dipped back into Scarlet Nexus, played a couple levels, I guess is what I'll call them of that, a couple missions, a couple story missions, uh-huh. and it was fun. I finally got to the part where everybody's starting to link back up, okay. and I was like, okay, that's that's pretty cool. I'm, I'm glad I got here, but just like you said by the end of your playtime with it, doing the, it's a story mission, it's the bonding missions, it's the story mission, it's the bonding missions, it felt so like segmented. I was just kind of like... I just want to do the story. I just want to just, and I know you can, like you can literally walk to the TV and just skip the bonding. Yeah. But but why would you you do that? It's all fun characters that I like hanging out with. There are some cool people. Yeah. So it was fun to get back into it a little bit, but it was also kind of like, oh yeah, I remember it's kind of just one, two, one, two, two, one, two. two. And while I like both one and two, sometimes I just want to do one. Sometimes I just want to do two. So that's kind of, I played Cyberpunk like the day after that because I needed a little fresh up because I was going to jump back into it and I kind of went, I want something different right now. So that's those two. Also, I jumped on my Switch and I was like, man, what what can I play here that's relatively quick? And I scroll over on my bar and I saw the Famicom Detective Club games, one and two, that I bought ages ago and never ever touched. And I went on howlongtobeat.com and the first one said six hours. And I went, it's Saturday. I'm sitting here doing nothing. I'm going to start that up. Started up, played it, finished it in about two or three play sessions, like a few hours at a time. And then I did the same thing the very next day for the second Famicom Detective Club game. So I played and beat both of those over the weekend. And I got to say, there's a lot of good stuff in those games. The stories are good, the way it's like a mystery. And like the first one, especially, there's lots of good red herrings. And you kind of think it's this, but then a story twist happens at the end of the day. And you go, oh, my God, well, it couldn't be that person because this thing happened. Oh, my God, maybe it's that person. Oh, my God. And a big twist happens. But they're, the stories are good, but they're told in just, just the worst way. And I know that these are both old games. One was from the actual Famicom. One was on the Super Famicom. So they have antiquated systems, but they're so antiquated. Like sometimes you have to talk to certain people in certain areas about certain topics. Like it'll be like, talk to Ralph. And then it'll be like, a list of 10 things you can talk to him about. But sometimes to progress, to get him to tell you the thing you need to know, you have to ask him about this thing he didn't respond to you about four times in a row then go down to this other option that he's not giving you any more info about. Talk to him two times on that one. Go over to this guy, talk to him three times about this, and then someone will go, oh, hey, by the way, uh, you might want to go talk to Steve. Because, oh, and it opens up an area where you can go talk to Steve. Uh, It's just so frustrating. Because, you know, I've been playing the Phoenix Wright games, and a lot of things you can ask about, like I, I always say, I present every piece of evidence to every single person. And they don't have new stuff to say. But you can just kind of buzz through their dialogue. And when you find something, you go, okay, that's what they're talking about. But in this, in both of these games, the second one especially, there's so many times where you have to just say, 
tell me about the remote control. And they go, hmm. Tell me about the remote control. Hmm. Tell me about the remote control. Hmm. And then when you ask him about the TV, which he's also just said, hmm, about forever. Then after those three times, then if you ask him about the TV, he'll go, hmm. Well, tell me about the TV. Gosh, you're persistent. Like, Yeah, that makes no sense. It's it's so frustrating. I, I ended up pulling up a guide and just going through, especially the just second game. Mainline it, yeah. At one point, there were four scenes back-to-back where you had to talk to people and get nothing back. And then they go, oh, t- go talk to him. And you talk to him, and he'd give you nothing. And you go back to the first person and get nothing. And then you go to somewhere else. Oh, I, got so, I got so frustrated. But graphics are nice. Presentation's nice. In the second game, there's such a fun character that you get to hang out with for a little bit. So it's so frustrating because it's fun, and it's good, and I appreciate it. But it's so frustrating and awful sometimes. I don't know. So it's it's very weird. But I played and beat both of them. They're out of the backlog. I bought them before. I, I When they were on sale, played them. I beat them. That's done. I did it. Hooray. Just today, I was fiending for something else to play. Oh, actually, this was from a few days ago. I went on Games Pass like I do. What's new on Games Pass? Download that, 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 that. Put it in the queue for some time. Because I'm doing my, you know, play a Games Pass game every month. Downloaded a game called Dandy Ace, where you're like a magician dude, and it's a roguelite where you go in and you get like magician cards, and then you go through the dungeon, you find more cards, and you power up your cards, and you have these cool abilities. And I wouldn't even say it's a roguelite, it's like a Hades-like, because if you watch it, it looks exactly like Hades. The guy moves around just like Hades, you're kind of dashing and dodging about, like the overview, the isometric perspective and everything. But it plays really fun, and I've been having some fun with it. I played it for about an hour and a half today after work. Good fun to have, you know. And then the game I've been playing the most, I had to double-check that there wasn't anything else on the show notes before I talked about it. Deep Rock Galactic, baby. Oh, it's so much fun. That Friday that we didn't even play or have any fun or do anything, I was playing Deep Rock Galactic all night. So much fun. We should have been. We should have been playing together. But I was waiting for you to text me and be like, hey, man, what are we doing? And you, and I was like, man, maybe I should text him. But if he's not texting me, maybe he doesn't want me to text him. And that's the thing I had to get over <laughs> playing Deep Rock Galactic because, you know, you go to the mission. And I, I've never played it solo yet. I go into join and I see all these servers with all these people in them. And I go, mm-hmm. oh, man, what if, what if it's like three friends and I'm just some jobber coming in? Oh, oh I don't know. But then I just go, idiot, anytime you've started a game, people come in willy-nilly. Nobody's ever said anything over the mics, nothing. So I got over that hump. It's just so fun to just play that game. And just whether you have a good team who's rocking and rolling and taking care of you and nobody's going down, or you have a terrible team and you're resin them all and they're just scrambling. It's just a fun, wild ride every single time. I'm loving it. I've gotten all my assignments done. Now I've got assignments to unlock new weapons. Oh, it's so fun. I love it so much. And I was going to say this on last week's episode when I talked about it, but I wasn't sure. I wanted to make sure I was right about this. It's also on Game Pass. So if you don't have it for PS Plus as a free game, get it on Game Pass. You can get it on Xbox and PC and PS5 for free with certain conditions. What a great game. Come in and play it with me. It's great. And then the last thing on the weekly list for me when we last played board games and that got that hankering and that fix for like moving pieces and, and, and touching stuff. 
So I've been looking at board games more. And I, I bought a couple like solo games or games I can play solo. I'm like, oh, cool. Just punching out the stuff and putting the pieces in the bag and stuff. And I started watching some board gaming YouTubers and board gaming podcasts, just listening and like, what, what other kind of cool stuff's out there? And I heard somebody talk about this game called Familiar Tales. They were talking about it's a, a fantasy adventure. You play as four different uh, familiars of this wizard, and like a, a child is entrusted to the wizard, and these four familiars got to take care of it. And you go on this big campaign, like a whole it whole, comes with a whole book, and you go on these different maps and fight different enemies. And as you go through the campaign, the child grows up and gains new abilities, and depending on how well you did on all the things. And I'm like, this is so cool. How have I never heard about it? Google, 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 go. YouTube, go. Oh. It also has an app. It's voice acted. It narrates the story to you. So I went, let me watch the trailer for this game on YouTube. Who is the first voice that I heard on that trailer? It's our buddy Jim Ferranda. He narrates this whole game. And I thought to myself, how have I never heard about this? I scrambled to Twitter and I opened up a message with both of you and I went, I was going to be like, man, Jim, how come we? I've never heard of this? And I thought... He's not so bad that he didn't plug this. And I went on his Twitter. Somehow I'd missed that he tweeted out that he was in this thing. But he's the narrator. He's, if you see, like, I've seen some reviews of it. There's pages upon pages of dialogue for this thing. And I'm like, that's so cool. Not only is it a cool idea. Like, I like the idea. You're, it's kind of deck building and you're gaining new abilities as you go through each, each level or each campaign for each of your familiars. But it's voice acted by our buddy in this grand fashion, just Pages upon pages of narration and dialogue. Wow. Great. Boost the signal. I'm saying, go, everybody go pre-order Familiar Tales. I'm going to do it. Support my go buddy. Go get it. You know? That's right. Get her done. Have a great time with it. That is awesome. I did not know that either. But now you're making me want to go get it, even though I swore I'd never get another game again because I have several games that we never play. I just sit here gathering dust. I tweeted in the cetera, group text that we got to start playing those. And then, as usual, whenever I say, here's a great idea, nobody responded. Yeah, well, we said, we we, we joked about uh-huh. it. But yeah, we never went, yeah, let's set something up. It's so hard, Matt. Real life is just so hard. It's just different. I will say, based on the, the rev- couple of reviews that I read of it, because people got the promo you know, versions of it, uh-huh. it seems like something that... Could be a little complex, but maybe not so heavy that you couldn't play it with the family. And plus, obviously, you have uh-huh. the, the app to read out the story and go on the adventure with. Yeah. So maybe, hey, just buy it for the girls and then you can say, play it. Just check and, it out regardless. Yeah. Right? Exactly. I'll just check it out. No matter what, I'm going to check it out because if Jim's involved, you at least got to do the respects of taking a look and seeing if something that might be something I could get for, like you said, the family. And of course, us friends, if we would ever hang out and do real life things. Ah, man. But of course, if you're like me and don't ever get to hang out with real life friends or do anything, you just sit at home and play video games. And have I got a game for you this week, everybody. Nobody saves the world. All right? It's by Drinkbox. They publish it and development. They do guacamole, you know, over the over the wall, crazy fun game. Let me just jump in for a sec because we did talk about this game a couple times on some preview stuff. Mm-hmm. I had no idea Drinkbox made it. I saw that today and I went, I got to get it now because uh-huh. the guacamole games are insanely good and we were excited for this anyway. So And and that's the best part was I, you and me, we were both like, oh, that's one to watch. That looks pretty cool. I, I'm interested in it. Didn't have any clue. Didn't have a clue. And then, of course, you know, I'm looking at it and I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, sweet. That's awesome. Anywho, it's out now. It's for the, all the Xbox systems and the PC, of course. You can purchase it. If you have an Xbox Games Pass, it's free. You just 
pop on, download the little game, pop in there, away you go. It's an action RPG, over-the-top adventure, uh, procedurally generated dungeons, all that good stuff. You, you're nobody, all right? You come into the world, here you are, you're this weird little white, little faceless, nameless thing. You find a magic wand, Nostradamus' wand, and all of a sudden, you can transform into these cool, awesome characters, these cool, awesome, you know, people and things and creatures that have different abilities, different skill sets. So say you're in the night mode, well, he can slash and put a shield up. But as you level him up, he gets three different abilities that you can then utilize as night. Or, and here's the best part, while you're over, like I said, overhead, going through all these cool, fun, awesome dungeons, doing side quests, you get to take over another character. Well, say this character, like the ranger or whatever, has these different abilities, but if you, you can then, once you learn them, swap in your knight abilities for one or two or three of the ranger's abilities, and now you have this ranger's abilities with the knight's abilities. Or, oh, hey, this turtle has this really cool ability, and I think this would match up really well with this knight ability over here. Or, it goes on and on and on. There's like a 15, 16... I, I'm sorry I forget, but it's somewhere in that range of characters that you can transform into and learn their abilities for, and you're going to want to do all of them. You're going to want to get all their skill sets because then, as you progress, you'll be able to then create these characters with the ultimate builds. So you'll be able to handle any situation. And of course, as you go, you're looking for these wands, which will open up the new dungeon you know, doors that allow you to further you know, progress through the game and get to the end where you need to be. All the while, Nostradamus' assistant, he's over here harassing you. He wants the wand, so all sorts of crazy antics. And like I said before, you'll get side quests along the way. And if you played, you know, played Drinkbox games, you know that it's it's wild. It's, it's out of this world. It's crazy antics going on. Lots of fun, silly stuff happening. The uh, the graphics are very colorful. The, the characters are all zany and weird and just out there. And even the characters you get to play as. Beforehand, I didn't really look into it. And I was just like, okay, I'm sure you'll be a sorcerer, a ranger, a knight, a, a thug. You know, your typical D&D type stuff. But then I'm looking at it, it's like, no, you can be like a slug. You can be a horse. You know, mm-hmm. you can be a bat. You can be this. And it's like, what the hell? And then they even got side quests, like I said, that match up with certain things. They'll be like, hey, you want to do this you know, if you could go make this stallion and fa- fall in love and just have one night of just pure romance and great times, it'd be great. Well, you, if you get the horse and get the abilities, you can go get the horse and all sorts of silliness happens and away you go. It, this game's full of that. Full of that. The only downside from what I'm hearing, and I haven't played it yet, but after I beat Ori, this is the game I am playing. It's I'm going straight to this, is that I hear that it can be frustrating because the whole nature of the game is that you go from one character to the next and getting all their skills so you can max out all the skills and then combine them because the dungeons do get progressively harder. And if you don't make use of combining different skill sets, you're going to have a lot of trouble. But the downside is you don't get to just be one character. So if you really love the horseman, doesn't matter. You have to go, you have to leave him behind as soon as you get his three skills and then go get the next one. So unless you want to play again afterwards on, you know, uh, New Game Plus, you're basically just going to be swapping through all the characters the entire way through to get all their abilities, and then at the very, very end, combine it to get through, like, the last couple dungeons, and then that's the end of the game. You don't actually get to pick a favorite and be what you want to be throughout the whole entire uh, game because that's just not the nature of the way it is. So that's the only downside. And then I would say maybe this, too. Uh, it is co-op, in case you didn't know. 
You can play single player or you can play with a friend. However, if you play with a friend, the main character, the whoever your the first player is, you're just going to clone their character and what they have at that point when you join. You don't get to bring your character in and you get no progression. So if like me and Matt both love this game, both want to play it, if me and Matt want to do it on Friday nights, it has to be one of us pick and their character gets to get all the progression, all the extra stuff. Because you as second player will progress the character's skill sets, etc. So that player is going to be having a great time. However, you will get nothing from that evening except for just, you know, well, the fun of playing the game and having a great time. But you'll get nothing for your own progression. And I don't understand why they decided that. It really sucks because I know Matt wanted to play this. I wanted to play it. And, of course, this would have been a perfect, easy, just, oh, all right, let's just both play it. But now it's, okay, well, I guess, Matt, it's your night, Matt, so I'm going to join on you and we'll progress your stuff. But then next week, it's back to me. And then after that, you can just, like, the next day on Saturday, you can go and just do all the stuff we did. All the stuff we did Friday and catch up that way. (sighs) That part sucks. That's the worst. I hate that. It does suck. It does suck, but I don't want to like, I don't want to harp on it, you know, just because right, right. this game does look like a lot of fun, and I, I really want people to check it out. I'm gonna be checking it out myself. This is one of those rare occasions where it's a for sure in the bag. I'm gonna go play. So if you have any interest in that type of game, go check it out. Drinkbox Studios rocking it out, and it's free if you got an Xbox Game Pass. It's, what do you What do you want, man? You want to talk about a fun, colorful game full of zany, wacky characters. Have I got the game for you? Rainbow Six Extraction is here. That's No, that's the complete opposite of what we're talking about. But Rainbow Six Extraction is my release for this week. Dropping today as we're recording this on the 20th for PC, PlayStation, Xbox, developed and published by Ubisoft. This is the the kind of spinoff of the Rainbow Six Siege game where all the operators from Rainbow Six Siege join up a team called React, which is about hunting and investigating these aliens that have appeared on Earth somehow. And you're going through four different areas with multiple different small locations in each, accomplishing missions, fighting these things. And it's completely co-op, three-player co-op, kind of think sort of Left 4 Dead style or Back 4 Blood style, but not out in an open world. You're kind of going through facilities and locations. And this is... I'm going to say this is a your mileage may vary kind of game because some reviews I've been seeing of it, oh, it's great. I'm having tons of fun with it. Some reviews I've been seeing are like, it's pretty good, but it has flaws here and there. We don't like the progression system that much, blah, 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 this and that. And then there are some reviews I see that say, this is the worst thing I've ever played. So go into it with an open mind. But if you want to break it down, this game looks graphically really nice. I mean, it is dark. There's goopy alien stuff everywhere. The graphics look good. The sound is impeccable, as Rainbow Six stuff always is. The guns sound really good. The aliens sound squishy and gross and scary and creepy. But it's the gameplay that I think people are kind of divided on, because if you're a Rainbow Six Siege diehard, you're used to that tense, everybody has specific abilities, kind of PvP opposing each other kind of gameplay. In this, your operators do still have all those abilities, but some of them maybe aren't tailored to going in and shooting some aliens or investigating a place. Maybe you're best used to tear down doors or barricade places. You're maybe not going to need to use that in every single kind of mission you get here. But one of the gameplay aspects that I think is really, really interesting is, you know, in most multiplayer shooters, you kind of find your role or your character, and most people just stick with it. I've got a main, and I don't play anything else but this. 
And I think you can do that in Siege, you know, as long as you fit in the team role. But in Extraction here, what's unique about it is as you go on that mission, if your operator gets hurt too badly when you extract and go home, as you're back out in the main screen, that operator comes home injured. So if you want to choose them for the next operation that you're going on, the next mission, they're going to start with you know, half health or whatever you extracted with, unless you let them kind of rest up and heal up and go on missions as different operators. Then when you come back, that first one will be healed up. Or what I think is the coolest aspect of this game, and some people love it, some people absolutely hate it. But if you go on a mission with a certain operator, I don't even know the operator's names. I'm going to say beef. You go in as beef and you're running and gunning, but you're doing really bad and you get killed in that mission and your friends can't extract your body to rescue you, then that operator, Beef, he's MIA now. And if you don't want to wait for a long cooldown to have him activated again, you have to go back into that same mission, that same area that you were in with a different operator. And then your side mission is going to be go find Beef and extract him. And you grab him, you pull him out of this weird like alien tree thing that's trying to absorb him. And you take him to the extraction area. Now you can play with beef again after you finish that mission. Uh-huh. I think that's really cool. I love anything that encourages people to play multiple roles and play multiple characters. That's why we loved Mystery Heroes in Overwatch, because you were forced to play as whoever you got. Some of the most negative reviews say, I put so much effort into beef, and now I can't play as him. That's BS. Well, you're not supposed to just play as one character all the time. This makes you do that. And each character has a full progression system. You're unlocking weapons and skins and heads and all the other stuff that you get in every other multiplayer shooter. I don't know. I just feel like that's really cool. And there is kind of a push your luck element to the missions themselves because you start off, you do a mission. Once you complete it, you have the, ch- the, the opportunity to go back and extract with the XP that you got from completing that mission. Or you push on, you open some more quarantine doors, you go into the second mission, and if you fail there, then the same exact consequences apply. Or if you complete that second mission, you can go back and extract and get those, you know, the two missions worth of XP, or you can push on and do the third one. I like that it's structured in like these chunks of, it reminds me of going in the dark zone. I was uh, just going to jump in, man. I was like, I love how they were like, hey, you know what, let's take some really cool aspects from some of our other games, throw them in with Siege and mix it up. That's exactly it. They went, hey, what's some really cool stuff from the Dark Zone? What really got people's blood pumping in the Dark Zone? And that was getting that loot and going, man, should we just try to go after one more you know, rare character before we go try this extraction? Or should we go focus on trying to find a really remote area to extract from so that way we have less you know, chances of getting just destroyed by some crazy people coming and ninja us? This is like that, that whole sort of thing. Hey, are we good enough to go one more go and get a little? bit extra or should we stop here and extract i don't know man we the rewards might be really cool if we just push a little bit further but then again like you said mr beef might bite might die and you're gonna waste all this time trying to get him back or you can't use that character for a huge cooldown and you gotta go play somebody else i love it that sounds awesome to me one of the good points that most of the professional reviews have said it's that you have to coordinate with your team because if you feel like you like you're lagging behind it's that teamwork aspect like i talk about with deep rock a lot of the times if you know 
you're going to screw it up. Like if you're feeling bad, but your teammates are feeling like, oh, we got one more. You got to have, you got to have that conversation. Like, uh-huh. I don't know. I, I think you guys got it, but maybe I don't. We let's get out of here and we'll we'll roll through another mission again. We'll swap yeah. or up. Or are, do it again. are you comfortable carrying me? Because I'm yeah, yeah. I'm looking like I might be dying here soon if we uh, keep going. Are you too comfortable with me just pot shotting in the back and you two take front and take us mm-hmm. uh, to the next spot? I don't know. That's up to you. You call it. Because if we die, I don't want you yelling at me. <laughs> exactly. So it's got these really interesting ideas. And like I've said, if you're a siege diehard. Maybe these, that's the big thing I've seen from the negative reviews is this is so easy. And, you know, you're rolling random missions. Sometimes you get really easy missions that you complete just like that, especially if you're a multiplayer shooter professional and you're, you're doing stuff in a siege way. But if you're just an average multiplayer gamer, I think there's so much interesting stuff to find in this, so much interesting stuff to mess around with. And here's the kicker. Your mileage may vary, but it's fine because if you have Game Pass for Xbox or PC, it's free for you. Go try it out. Go play it right now. If you don't like it, it didn't cost you a thing. Wow. What a great what? thing. It's Game Pass is so amazing. Me and, and I Matt love could it. play this together. What? <laughs> I'm going to pick the worst operators. This is like putting up barricades on walls. What are you doing? I don't know what I'm doing. you got to kill everything. I'm just making barricades. What do you want? I'm making me? sure they can't get in behind us, dude. And that's what kind of steered me away from this one because everything sounded pretty fun, but it comes from the siege world. And I'm like, yeah. ah. I don't like being like tasked with like a specific, specific job, whereas if... I don't like anything where if it's hardline, you're the cause of our failure. No. Anything where it's like because of your ineptitude with putting up barriers or your ineptitude with putting up the sentry things or the or the traps or whatever it was, you're the reason we failed. I don't like those super pinpoint failure you know kind of games because it can lead to just too much aggravation and hostility. So I, this one's I was naturally just like, I don't know if I want to do this because people yell at me if I screw up. And I feel like this is a good jumping off point for for that, trying it out, because like I've said, the AI is not so complicated that you have uh-huh. to barricade up a place to plant a bomb or do, you know, because we've seen all the crazy stuff you do in Siege, shooting through uh-huh. floors and ripping down the ceiling and all kinds of crazy pinpoint plays. It's just kind of Left for Dead style. There's, you know, unique, specific aliens and monsters that do certain things, and even the good reviews have said some of the operators, their skills don't really translate to this that well. So you're just kind of running a gunning or, you know, sneaking, sneaking around and knifing stuff. So I wouldn't worry too much about it. Maybe if you're in a hardcore group, do. But this feels like, like I said, if you got Games Pass, try it out. It looks, it looks like fun to me. Maybe not something I'd play forever, but those systems in it are so interesting. The MIA stuff, the push your luck element. Uh-huh. I love those things. I'm going to try it out because it's free for me. Why would it? It's free, I? right? I mean, might as well. Exactly. Just like the Nobody Saves the World, folks. It is free for you if you already have the Game Pass. Mm-hmm. You might as well go check it out and you can delete it if you don't like it. It's a win win scenario for everybody. And speaking of win win for everybody, I told you guys last week, it didn't even last a week. There was a new community challenge in Borderlands 3. Go and do those circles of slaughter, 50,000 of them, and then you can get a cool demon head. It's already been passed. It was like out for three days, and they went, hey, we did it. Congrats. Yeah. Yeah. You can thank me and Matt for that. I mean, we went in there and probably did probably, I don't know, probably at least 150, 200 of them ourselves. It's crazy. 
Yeah, that thing we talked about with us not playing games together, that was just a bit for the show. All yeah, day yeah. Friday. We, we took we both took Friday lots. off and we we're just like yeah. Eric was like, wife and kids out of the house. Don't we're, even pay attention doing it. to me. Yeah. Yeah. We did all of those things. Trust us. You can trust your old pals, Matt. <laughs> Absolutely can. Oh, and, God. and you can trust that there's big news in the gaming world. I <laughs> For so many days over the weekend and the first part of the week, I went, man, it's January. That's one of my YouTube uh, channels says. They, they said, fuck you, it's January because nothing happens in January. Something big happened in the gaming news. The, like the biggest thing. Holy cow. The most insane, stupid thing. I don't, I, this is something. How did this get kept under wraps? This is impossible. Mm. Freaking Microsoft was like, oh, hey, hey, everybody, look what we did. We just acquired Activision Blizzard for $68.7 billion. Mm -hmm. We now own Activision Blizzard. And the best part, Matt, here, you know, and this is where I love, this is what I love. Remember when they got Bethesda? Uh Uh-huh. And everyone's like, there's no way they're just going to, like, make Bethesda games exclusive to Xbox. There's no way. And then they went... Bethesda games are exclusive to Xbox going forward. We're not going to give any of them to PlayStation. Sorry. Remember that? And everyone went, how could you do this? When this happened, when they went, hey, we just acquired Activision Blizzard, everybody, and all that entails, everybody's like, there's no way they could make that exclusive. There's no way they'll make this exclusive. And I'm like, are you stupid? First off, they did it with Bethesda, whom they only got, who they only had to pay like $6 billion for. They just... (laughs) Spent six, almost $69 billion to get Activision Blizzard. Do you honest to God think that beyond the contractual this year and whatever, maybe next year's crap, that PlayStation's ever going to see an Activision Blizzard game again? Negative. <laughs> now, I'm glad you did say that because I was going to say, I was going to jump in because I was, I, was, I was shaking my finger and I was getting all riled up because they did say for, even for Bethesda, for the ones that are contractually obligated, it's already yeah. set in stone. Those are still coming out to multiplayer. Just like Deathloop. Yeah. And they, they said the same thing here for, for Call of Duty, for at least the, the, the recent future, the upcoming, mm-hmm. like most recent Up until ones. probably the June 2023 period where like it's for 100% sealed. Yeah. Microsoft completely and utterly owns Activision Blizzard. Whatever deals were made up till that point, you will still see coming to PlayStation. Yeah. And I, I, I'm of two minds about this, as I am with most big gaming news that we always say. Because I didn't even hear it firsthand. I didn't even see it on Twitter. Because I went into work and Jenny came over to me and she went, Hey, Microsoft just bought Activision. I went, What? What? Oh, yeah. They just totally did it. I went, my mind exploded. And the first thing I did, though, the first thing I did, because this is cool in lots of ways, but the first thing I did was I put my head down in my hands like this, because she said Activision Blizzard. And I was like, Mm -hmm. the two companies that have been, I mean, Activision has had a bad rep forever. Blizzard just completely shotgunned itself, just completely in the gutter. And I went, the way to fix problematic companies is not to have them bought by an even bigger giant conglomeration. You've got to cut them apart and make them small again. And now they're just becoming they're just becoming even more amorphous, this giant blob of a company. And I know everybody's very high on Microsoft lately, and I don't... I was going to say, everybody loves Phil Spencer, who, of course, heads it and is going to be the in-charge guru of Activision Blizzard once this is finally sealed. So I think that's where like a lot of the 
positive side of it is coming from Matt. I think they're like, oh, Phil Spencer's going to go in there. And he, of course, has had a good, you know, for all that we've known and seen, a really good track record thus mm-hmm. far. So they're trusting that he's going to go in and fix a lot of the issues and start dealing with the problems that those two uh, have had over the last few years. Ultimately, that's the important thing, is if all that stuff gets cleaned up, like we said before with all the Blizzard shows we've done, you got to scrub that bowl clean. you got you got to get that out. And then you can do other stuff. It was just so weird because I had had the immediate visceral reaction of just, I don't like giant corporations just conglomerating things. And then this was two of them, and they just blorbed into one again. Mm -hmm. But on the other side, uh, this is great because I'm going to have so many games I can play for free on Games Pass. Maybe I'll play, maybe they'll put World of Warcraft on there, and I'll play it on here with you on this PC right here. We'll take that angle first. We'll go with that angle first. They've acquired Activision Blizzard, which means, yes, they get all of Activision's old school games. You're going to see freaking Spyro and God knows what else over on Xbox now. You're going to see all of Blizzard's title. And this is what I mainly care about for myself. You're going to see freaking Overwatch. Mm-hmm. You're going to see World of Warcraft, Diablo, all coming. Because in the statement, they said every possible game that we can will be coming over to, of course, Xbox, Game Pass, etc., So that implies there might be a few that don't translate well or something. And that's the only spot that I wonder. And that's with World of Warcraft, man. Mm -hmm. Because bet you, bet you me, we'll see Diablo for sure. We'll see Overwatch coming for sure. And we'll see probably like some of their older titles, Starcrafts and things like that just poured over. And I don't really care about those that much. But I'm wondering, and it's been brought up on several podcasts, and I I have to agree. I wonder if World of Warcraft will be like that mild exception, where if you're a Game Pass owner, you'll get a discount to your monthly subscription, but it won't just actually be day and date free to play. But I think that'd be a mistake. I think this would be the perfect chance to get World of Warcraft, which is currently not doing so hot, currently dying because, of course, all this crap that Blizzard's been going through and uh, the fact that for years now they haven't been listening to the audience. And so everyone's been getting fed up. This is the perfect chance to bring, I don't, well, hey, let's look at it this way. 25 million players now are up on Xbox Game Pass. Well, if you give it for free to those who have Game Pass, that's 25 million players right now that have the potential to go grab your you know, World of Warcraft, log in, and get going. And if the world is vibrant and the world's alive, guess what? You got millions of microtransactions in World of Warcraft. So you're going to start buying mounts. You're going to start buying this. You're going to do this. All of a sudden, this game is right back up into space. I think that's the better route. But like I said, there's a lot of going back and forth about why it might be better just to do like, well, if you're a Game Pass member, it's $5.99 instead of $12.99. I think this is the perfect spot to... Maybe you have a tiered model. Like we've talked, you and I have talked about this for like 10 years mm-hmm. for World of Warcraft. I would play it with you all the time if it was free to play. Mm-hmm. Maybe you do like a Star Wars The Old Republic style where if you're a Games Pass player, like you said, get a discount. I'm saying maybe you play for free, but you get 75% XP or 50% XP. So you can get in there and play and play and play. But if you want to catch up and keep up with your big time playing friends, be the big time raiders, etc., then you can shell out your fourteen ninety nine or whatever it is. But to get you that taste to want to get that, I think it's a no brainer. I, I think you do a free like half XP model. That's I'd get in there. I'd play it for a whole bunch of hours. You and I could jump in, and I mean, even if you, even if we rolled new characters, hey, started mm-hmm. up under your Game Pass account, 
and we'll just start rolling and rolling. Start fresh. Yeah. It'd be, and I think a lot of people do that. I think a lot of people that still currently play or did play World of Warcraft would easily hop into that whole spectrum and get on with their Game Pass buddies and start fresh. And it would just get so many players into that particular title, which right around the corner, there's an expansion coming up for it, all sorts of stuff going on. So, like, this is the perfect time to get hot with it and get everybody on board. But I wonder on that in and of itself, because like I said, they have technically till like June of 2023 before everything's finalized. So I don't know. Is this something that's going to happen quickly or is this going to literally take the entirety of, you know, the, the, the crossover that it has? Because I think right now would be the best time to do it. Like as fast as possible, you get out there and you say you can play for free. And guess what? In a month, you guys get to have the opportunity to play this brand new DLC that has the whole new, uh, you know, as as is typical of the World of Crafts big expansions, the whole new environment, the whole new quest lines, the whole new baddie, the whole new everything, the new, uh, you know, type of character or whatever introduced. That would be the best time, in my opinion, to get this fresh, to get this hot with everybody getting in there and going, oh my God, this is great, this is cool, and everybody's hype, and even all the old school players are in there. It's a win-win. And I think even outside of World of Warcraft, I mean, we saw it with Bethesda. Once they acquired Bethesda, I think it was like a month or two later, bam, here's all the fallouts, here's here's you know all the Elder Scrolls and all the things. They came in one giant big Tetris block that just went shunk. On Games Pass, we got 10 more games this month just out of that catalog alone. Uh I feel like that's perfect to do because you get people like me who are like, oh, I don't like antitrust laws should break this kind of stuff up. But then you hand me a big platter of games and I can't I can't fit enough in my face. I got so many options and so much cool stuff. You're building, you're either building on hype that people have or if you're a little negative on it, you go here, but check this out. Like immediately not immediately but as close to immediately in this world as you can and people are going to turn right around and go well i might not like it that much but it really is fun playing overwatch without having to pay for a copy or do this or that or mess around in hearthstone hearthstone's yeah. another big mm-hmm. huge money maker i mean it's free to play but you get what but still, I'm you buy all the little cause the this and that the packs or whatever the crap it is mm-hmm. there's money to be made in there there's there's so much stuff they could just put on game pass and you can just download it right now today and have a blast. And that's where the other part is. Now that Microsoft has them, we've all already talked about how Overwatch 2 is like just squandered right now. It's just dying on the vine. This weird failing system. Diablo 4 has been delayed into oblivion, God knows where. Hell, Diablo Immortal, which was supposed to come out a year or two years ago now. You know, all this stuff. This is an opportunity now to fix and right the ship. You know, and maybe with maybe I, there's got to have been some internal stuff, you know, and I don't know. I'm just speculating. But based off how everything went down and how like the old guard of all the Blizzard left, you know, have been just abandoning ship over the years. Maybe it's because they're guilty of some craziness, too. I don't know. Or maybe it's just because they saw the craziness and understood the, the corruption that was happening and just got the hell out of there. But bring Kaplan back. Get him back in Overwatch 2 and actually make that into a next-gen title instead of this weird hybrid that's going on. Get Diablo 2, I mean, Diablo 4 back on track. You know what I mean? This is a chance to fix the ship. And I feel like it's an even better chance to, and we kind of talked about this when Gearbox went under the Embracer Group. Uh You know, Microsoft has so many creative studios and so many creative people who work under them. 
maybe this is the chance to, instead of Overwatch 2 just kind of being, and I don't mean this in a negative way, like Overwatch 1.5, maybe you get, maybe you shuffle some people around, you get some radical cool ideas in there. And the same thing on the Activision side with Call of Duty and everything. It used to be, you know, these two studios that kind of back and forth. I'm sure there are other studios under the Microsoft umbrella that would love to tinker around with Call of Duty and ideas in that in just that universe. Maybe it's not the official Call of Duty for the year, but you know, Call of Duty mobile games like we used to get the DS ones and the you know PlayStation Vita ones back in the day. You can have smaller releases of these big franchises done by passionate studios who have crazy ideas. And now you have the freedom to do that. That's the kind of thing I'm most excited for. Because we've seen, you know, Microsoft controls so many talented studios who put out so much cool stuff. Get those tendrils and tentacles into all these other properties, too. I, can't, I, I would love to see what some of these people can do with those established things. Make weird stuff. Like, nuke and duke, what we always talk about with Gearbox. Mm-hmm. Do that with all these other ones. Diablo, World of Warcraft... Overwatch, Call of Duty, everything else. Starcraft. It also, like I said, the Spyros, uh, cra- Crash is owned by them, right? I mean, for God's sakes. Maybe Starcraft Ghost could get reimagined as somebody oh who my. had a passion Wouldn't for it. Wouldn't that be amazing? Way back oh, the, in the original day. Overwatch idea before it was this competitive multiplayer game. Bring that back to what it was originally going to be, you know? There's, there's so many cool universes. You could do so many different styles of game in. Because I. I think StarCraft is really cool, but I I don't play it. I've never I don't play those type of games. I'm not but that kind I love of guy. the idea of StarCraft. Yeah. Yeah, in that universe, I'd love to play a first-person shooter, a, mm-hmm. a third-person action or game. A tactical RPG or something, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It, there's a lot of possibility. It's it is simply endless. And that's why I'm excited about it. But the downside of it, Matt, is that we just lost this huge third-party publisher/developer to Microsoft, it's gone. Boop. They're now absorbed. And of course, the big question that everybody's asking is, is this that that big that big one? Is this where everybody finally goes, okay, third parties are gone. We're about to see Sony go get Konami, get Sega, because they can't afford, let's be honest, they can't afford like the big, they can't afford nothing close to what Microsoft just did, but they could get Konami, they could get Sega, they could get some of the smaller ones and then take them in. And then, and hell, Konami is a great idea. Konami does nothing with their IP, and they have a ton of really good IP. Correct. It's like Sega could, I mean, not Sega, Sony could just buy them up real quick, and all of a sudden they've got seven, eight awesome IPs tied to them, including, of course, Metal Gear. Bringing mm-hmm. back a Metal Gear, Sony exclusive, that buys them a million freaking customers. That in and of itself, let alone the Silent Hills, let alone the Castlevanias, etc. Capcom, that's another one. That's, you know, they're probably worth, what, five, four, five billion? You know, Sony might be able to get them. But this is this is what everybody's talking about right now is if we're in the point where Microsoft's willing to pay almost $70 billion for something, Sony has to respond. And then what's Microsoft going to do? They're not going to just stop. If they're willing to go $70 billion in, Matt, they're willing to go all in. So who's going to be left on the table when this shooting gallery is over, you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying because we had this exact conversation <laughs> yes, like a year did. ago with Bethesda. Yes. Uh-huh. It, it's just so weird because I, I'm dialing back to my original reaction to that because 
you saying Sony buying Konami and getting all their properties, and it's the same thing. You can get talented people to make new entries in those awesome properties that we both love. That sounds amazing. But when I hear in my brain, this company just bought this big company, that other company needs to buy up all these other people too. It just, I just, something, I just, I just don't like it. And well, I, don't, I don't want I don't it to like, happen. Yeah, I, I don't want it to happen, Matt. I don't <laughs> want it to happen, but this is the reality. It's like, it's, it's happening. Right. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? We're just going to literally have to live in a camp of, if you want to play these titles, you have to have the Xbox. Or or Games Pass on PC, you know what I mean. Right, right, right. And if you want to play these titles, you have to have PlayStation. And then Nintendo's in its own world, as it always is. Mm-hmm. It's just That's it's wild. just weird. I don't. I. I feel like you're right that eventually we're just going to get that way because that's literally how just the world is working right now. I mean, that's what every company does. Well, they you buy see Embracer, and- Tencent, those guys buying up every freaking company they can. You know, in the in the mid to smaller regions, etc. But I just I just don't like it. I mean, I've always been a multi-platform guy, so if Sony is the only way I can play Personas because they bought up Atlas and they bought up Sega, so that's the only way I can play Like a Dragon stuff. I mean, I, I'll do it, but it just it just feels wrong in my heart when I hear about this. I don't like it. And and that's the weird part because I agree with you. It feels wrong. I don't really like it per se, but I think about it and I'm like you, man. I, I have no allegiances to a, a, a console. I don't care. I'll play whatever games are on the thing I want to play on. It doesn't matter to me. So the other side of me goes, why do you feel like this is not good? Because it doesn't really matter. I'll buy the PlayStation, I'll buy Games Pass Plus and make sure my PC's always, you know, up to specs. And I'm going to play anything I want to play. And, of course, I always buy Nintendo's console. So, Mm -hmm. for me, this is only great because now all these developers and publishers, etc., they have a parent over them. Mm -hmm. Now, on the negative side, maybe it's controlling and evil, but thus far, so far, I've heard no negatives that Microsoft has come in and just like really screwed the pooch and controlled what any of their their developers are doing. So I don't have any information that says I should be nervous about it right now. So to me, I'm like, this is great because it allows Gearbox, per se, in, in the future to say, you know what, let's not just stick to Borderlands because we have this parent company who's going to give us, you know, the extra bucks we need to venture out and make Duke and Nuke. We don't got to worry about it. We can do this. And if it doesn't do great, we're not going to go under and be screwed because they're our, they're our daddy and mommy. And they're going to give us our little nachos that we need after we don't have anything to eat because we blew our money on this thing. And that I like. That makes me feel good because then I'm like, well, okay, they can actually experiment a little bit instead of just go, nope, these two things make all the money in the whole world. And it's like you were talking about earlier, Matt, with the Act, uh, the Activision Call of Duty scenario. They went, what makes the most money? Call of Duty. Okay, F Spyro, F this, F that. You know what we do? Every year we make Call of Duty, 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 Call of Duty. This will give them a chance to say, well, maybe let's do a Call of Duty every other year. And get back to doing something fun or crazy and, and experimenting once in a while. I don't know if that's true or if it'll happen. I'm just saying they could do it. I agree with you. It just it just feels a lot better to me for some reason when I hear, you know, like when they bought up all those indie studios years ago. I'm like, that's awesome because now they have all the big resources. It just feels when you get Activision and Blizzard, which has all the resources, and then have – I've said it already. It just feels weird in my heart of hearts. But like you said – I haven't heard anything bad about Microsoft, but you know, when they 
all these other development studios came under their umbrella. I've never seen a big thing come out about, oh, we had to leave because they were blah, 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 blah. So yeah, I I hear what you're saying. It's just hard to get through that that crust of of I don't like the big corporation. This, this doesn't sound great because yeah. Own. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's gonna turn not not quite a monopoly, because obviously there'll be two or three companies, right. but Still, close enough to where it's like, oh, this seems like a very closed world system going on here. I don't like it. I like the the fact that there's the freedom with everybody right now to kind of do whatever the hell they want Mm -hmm. and aren't controlled and then garnered, you know, or pushed or forced or whatever into making, you're going to make our first party shooters. You're going to make our RPGs. I like it when the companies have the ability to just say, you know what? Let's try a, a JRPG. Let's see if we can make one of those. Whereas... Under a parent company, they have the power to go, no, 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 no. We we bought you because you're really good at making that. And you're just going to keep doing that forever. Thanks. I was going to say, I, I love small stuff like Supergiant Games where they can kind of do their own thing. And they can they can hide in the shadows for a while and then appear and go, look at, look at this weird shiny baby that we made. And it took us all these years and it's the perfectest, polishedest gem in the world just like Hades was. I don't want. I just don't want that world to eventually go away uh-huh. in favor of the big. We put all our big stuff in a big box, and that's what we sell to you. These ones do this, and these ones do that, and you're yeah, gonna yeah. know every other year this one's gonna put out the next one of the thing. I don't want it to become that. Mm. I hope it doesn't. Like I said, Microsoft so far hasn't shown that that's the case because they're our big example right now. Because Sony just doesn't have, you know, they're they're not just playing on the same field, and that's yeah. also just such an interesting thing is because that's a whole other topic for another day is. Sony has these amazing first-party titles, but they don't have money. Microsoft has infinite amounts of money, and they're starting to show that. Mm-hmm. And they're giving you this crazy proposition with the Game Pass that you can't refuse. Mm-hmm. And they keep saying, hey, we're not trying to pull you away from the other places. But as I've heard already, and i got to say it here, they're trying to make it so you can't ever not have Xbox Game Pass. Right, right. Like, yeah, you, you can still love PlayStation and still go get it. But there's you got to be an idiot if you don't have the Games Pass. And honestly, having tasted the Games Pass, I, I, would I feel agree. that way I'm right now. I'm in the same boat. Yeah. I feel that way right now. I go on there. There's millions of games. I could. There's so many games I can play. It's stupid not to have it. If you got 15 bucks, 12 bucks, whatever it is, I don't even know because I always try to find the deals and get it for as cheap as I possibly can. But you got that. You got nothing but games to play. And they're just adding more and more. And it's silly. It's just mm-hmm. straight up silly. And of course, Matt, before we close, because we're getting our time, I do want to state uh, the whole thing. Bobby Kotek, you know, everybody hates him. Everybody wants him out. They've been wanting him out for a while. But of course, the shareholders have been saying, hey, we love Bobby Kotek. He ain't going nowhere. He's been making us bajillions of dollars for years and years and years and years. And he has, regardless of how crappy or, you know, evil he is. We'll say crappy or evil with quotation marks. Because me and Matt don't know. Uh, We're up in Michigan and we work for some other corporations. So we don't know. He's a big businessman and some people just don't like him because he's a big businessman. Yeah. So regardless of if he's bad, evil, good, I don't, doesn't matter to me. I just want to tell you that rumor has it, and of course this is just straight up rumor, but it's all over the place right now, is that once the acquisition is fully in place and complete, he's supposed to be leaving the scene. So if you're excited about that, maybe go check out a whole bunch of those crazy websites out there that are all like, oh, this is the rumor mill, here's what's happening. If you don't care, like me, 
A, then doesn't matter. We tied the conversation we wanted to have about the actual actual acquisition and what that could mean for Microsoft. But I did want to throw it out there just because it is a, a big talking point for a lot of stuff and a lot of folks. It's just for me and Matt, not such a big deal. As I always say, interesting if true, because I've seen rumors one way and I've seen rumors the other way. And mm-hmm. like you said, if the final deal isn't finalized until what, June of next year, you can rumor mill for 18 months and yeah, nobody's exactly. going to have any idea. But what about you out there in podcast listener land? What are you rumor milling about? Are you excited about this big giant thing? Are you rose-colored glasses Jones? Are you bitter old crusty heart like half of me is and half of me is not? I don't know. Let us know what you think via the email thirdshiftme at gmail.com on the Twitter machine at thirdshiftme and find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Indeed, you can find us on that Facebook. You can also find us over on Patreon. Like what we're doing, like what you hear, want to support us, want to help us out. We have a little old tip jar over there. You can throw a buck in, two bucks, three bucks, any kind of bucks. It helps us out so much. Keeps the lights on, keeps the bills paid, keeps us podcasting without having to go donate the plasmas and do all the stuff that we would normally have to do otherwise. Super much appreciated. Anybody who has in the past, future, or present done it, thank you so very much. We do very much appreciate it. And, of course, real quick, hey, Spotify has a rating system now. You can go over to Spotify, as you've done for us so graciously in the past over on iTunes, and give us a five-star rating over on Spotify, too, to get us, once again, same deal, same rigmarole, up in the old spectrum so everybody sees us when they put in, oh, gaming podcast or Gearbox, you know, this or that. Boop, now we're going to be number two, three, one, et cetera, instead of 5, 10, 15, 20. Bam, we get more listeners, we get more viewers, we get more all this. Next thing you know, me and Matt are wearing gold-colored glasses, we're wearing diamond hats, we're freaking, we're going, oh, ho, 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 we're having tea with Kojima, we're uh, hanging out with Jeff at the you know Game Awards. It goes on and on. We could be there with your support. I almost fell out of my chair thinking about hanging out, drinking tea with Hideo Kojima. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But another thing, that will be there will be a dream that will be realized will be next week on the 27th that very next episode which you can find on itunes and stitcher on podbean on spotify and on youtube it's going to be recorded for the first time ever for the first time ever during the daytime because eric and i go to a weird second shift thing we're going to be i'm going to be sitting here maybe like in my boxer shorts and a a nice t-shirt so you can see it i'm going to brew up some coffee and we're sitting here sipping coffee maybe i'll have a piece of toast to crunch on it'll be I like breakfast thinking, with the boys we'll be br- i was thinking a scone i was gonna have a scone and some coffee man Hell yeah. oh, it's gonna be great it's gonna be so weird it's gonna be so strange and get up and take a shower rub the sleep out of my eyes all right let's what's the daily news on the podcast today Oh, it's going to be good. But as I always say, if you like what we're doing, you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any of those good services, because it does help us out, and we really do appreciate it. Indeed we do. We appreciate it so very much, just like we appreciate those iTunes reviews. Come on, folks. Get out there. Get us an iTunes review. I need a five-star review. I need to feel my blood, my adrenaline going. I'll take a Spotify one. You know what? I'll treat it just like I do the iTunes. I'm going to pump it into my left arm instead of my right arm, though. And I'll juice up any way I can. So get us those five-star reviews on either of those places or just anywhere else. Go give us the old, hey, we really like those guys. They're the bestest and all that stuff. I'm telling you, it's so easy. It's so easy a cat can do it. And with that, there's nothing else to say but... Don't forget forget to to say... 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 Say...
Shut up and sit down.